Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. If you don't know me, my name is Caleb. I am, and me and my wife here, we look after our young adults ministry here at Highway. You might see we've got a little bit of merch here. Our young adults ministry is called Originals. And um, this isn't just for young adults to wear the stuff, by the way. So if you are an original, you just call yourself an original, you can wear one. I love that. Awesome. So we've been following a series called The Power Of. I'm pretty sure this is the third week, is that right? Third, fourth week, fourth week, The Power Of. And I've chosen a subject today that I believe probably doesn't get preached enough, yet it is vital. It is something that all of us should pursue every single day of our life, And the title is The Power of Wisdom. Wisdom. I'll say deeper, wisdom. It sounds like something powerful, doesn't it? Wisdom. It is so important. So if you're going to take some notes today, make sure you are ready. I've got a lot of scripture today, okay? So you just write down where it comes from. You may not be able to find it really quick, but I'm going to read some scripture. Hopefully you feel encouraged. Hopefully you feel at the end of this sermon that you have some practical keys that will help you grow in wisdom. Because I'm preaching to myself today. Who wants more wisdom in their life? I personally would love a new, fresh outpouring of wisdom upon my life. And do you know what? God wants to give it to you. He does. So I'm going to read from Proverbs. We all knew if I was going to say wisdom, it was going to be Proverbs, right? (laughs) Proverbs chapter 24. Verses 13 to 14. I love the illustration here. It says this, Eat honey, my son, for it is good. Honey from the comb is sweet to your taste. Know also this, wisdom is like honey for you. If you find it, there is a future hope for you and your hope will not be cut off. He who finds wisdom has a glorious future. Wisdom is as sweet as honey. How amazing is that word image right there? It is something that is so sweet that can edify, that can help your life, that improves, brings joy to your life when you find great godly wisdom. So what is wisdom? Why should we pursue it? In the Old Testament, it's, wisdom is brought up nearly 160 times. New Testament, over 60 times. It's throughout God's Word. We see throughout the Bible, we see characters like Enoch and Elijah and Moses and Joseph and Solomon and David, and all these people who are described as people who are wise. Even Jesus, the wisest of all. Throughout God's Word, one of the characteristics that is always there is that word wisdom, wise. Something that we should all try and grow to attain. Have you ever wondered this, church, why there can be smart people who are dumb? Anyone else? I thought that this week, I'm like, is that a bit too hard to say? But that's... That's the right thing, right? Have, has anyone ever met someone who is very smart, yet probably not very smart, if you know what I mean, right? Where 
They may know all the knowledge, they may have all the letters after their name, yet don't really know how to live a normal and probably just a straightforward life, right? Struggle with the everyday things. There's a difference, church, between knowledge and wisdom. Quite a large difference, actually. And I'm going to break that apart for you today. So we all know someone, right, who's smart, but maybe not wise. But we're in an age of knowledge, aren't we? We're in an age where I can grab this and I can find out anything. Let's have an argument. Give me a second, I'll Google it and I'll argue with you. (laughs) We can find knowledge in a second. We have a generation that is used to getting knowledge now whenever they like. Anywhere, any place. I'm blown away by the places I get data on my phone where I can be out in the middle of nowhere and I can still Google. (laughs) Back in the day, you used to have to go to a library or a concordance or a Bible or Refidex. What? Does anyone actually have a Refidex still? Wow. That's called kindling. (laughs) Sometimes knowledge can even make you feel powerful, right? You feel like, oh, I know everything about this. Come on, someone challenge me. Come on, let's go there. I know it all, right? I'm full of knowledge. I meet people like that all the time, right? But there's a humility that comes with wisdom. And there's a godliness that comes with wisdom. See, knowledge without wisdom leads to unhappiness and unfulfillment. Always. Always. Only through godly wisdom can we find true joy and true fulfillment. And I'll read some verses here that will let us know a bit more about that. But what is it? I actually don't like it when communicators usually just get up and preach and they go, now the definition is this, right? But I'm going to do that, so I'm very sorry. Um, And definitions can change all the time with preachers and context and verse and time and setting and book and character and verse and everything, okay? But I'm going to give you a definition that I think will work with this message today. Is that good, church? You ready? Okay. So, this is a general definition of what wisdom means. Wisdom is the capacity to have foreknowledge. Now, not fortune-telling, okay, church, right? Wisdom isn't fortune-telling. It's having foreknowledge of something. To know the consequences of all courses of action and to yield or take the option with the most advantage, either for present or future implication, okay? That's, that's from a generalized worldly view of what wisdom is. Then we can see true wisdom, which comes from God. And it says in James, there's two types of wisdom. And I'm gonna read this through. So James chapter three, verse 13 to 18. So it says this, you are wise and understand God's ways. Prove it by living an honorable life doing good works with the humility that comes from wisdom. But if you are bitterly jealous and there is a selfish ambition in your heart, don't cover up the truth with boasting and lying. For jealousy and selfishness are not God's kind of wisdom. Such things are earthly, unspiritual and demonic. For whoever there is, for wherever, sorry, there is jealousy and selfish ambition, There you will find disorder of evil of every kind. But the wisdom from above is first of all pure, 
It is also peace-loving, gentle at all times, and willing to yield to others. It is full of mercy and of fruit of good deeds. It shows no favoritism and is always sincere. And those who are peacemakers will plant seeds of peace and reap a harvest of righteousness. There is two types of wisdom. There's the worldly type of wisdom, and there is godly wisdom. We want godly wisdom. Worldly wisdom does not lead to anything we want in our lives. There's a lot of people that in our world may run businesses, organizations, may be very successful in certain people's eyes that people might think are very wise, but live a life that is unfulfilled and has no joy, right? But if we look through the eyes of God, even though you may not be the wealthiest person, have the biggest business, but you may live a life of fulfillment and joy, that's God's wisdom. And we want that in our lives. Still doesn't mean God doesn't want you to be successful. Still doesn't mean God doesn't want you to have influence and to change our world. But first we must pursue godly wisdom. So I'm gonna give you a little bit of an um, equation, okay, on the board. So hopefully you can see it. Um, I've gotta make sure I spell it right too. That's, that's one thing I'm a bit scared of. Mark, don't judge me too much, okay? Yeah. All right, so this is a simple wisdom equation. Right? So there's three parts to this equation that I'm going to write up. We have, I'm going to make sure you can see it too. Can you see that, Georgia Kate? All right, we have, what's that say? Knowledge. Knowledge. Okay, knowledge. And I'm going to say that's things like facts. Okay? Knowledge plus. Insight, right, which is things like uh, discernment, right, plus resolve. Which is to act. Um, I can add on other things like we have knowledge is full understanding, discernment is intuition, Uh, resolve is having no fear, laziness, things like that, okay? So these are three parts of this equation today that helps us understand wisdom. So if we have knowledge, insight, and resolve, that's usually going to equal a wise decision, a wise choice. If you have full knowledge of the situation, the step you're about to take, If you understand the insight, discernment, the time, the right place, the right time, these things, as well as the resolve, you have the passion, the will to act, to actually take the knowledge and insight and to actually do something with it causes wisdom, okay? That is our simple equation for today. And so it equals the the combination of all three, right? You can't have knowledge and insight, but don't do anything about it. That's not wise. You can't have, no, it's the right time, right place, and you're really passionate about it, but you have no information, no facts. You're never going to achieve or never going to step into that right decision, right? Same as it goes through, but you need all three together to make a wise choice. If we think about it, the goal is, if we add all three of these together, combined, and you have to have the combination of all three, 
we have the greatest likelihood to achieve our intended righteous goals, right, through our life. If we add all three, we have the will, we have everything we need to have the likelihood. Remember this, church. Only God never fails. Okay? That is only the power that he possesses. We cannot guarantee that the choices we take and the choices we make are always going to work. Only God can do that. But by pursuing godly wisdom, by pursuing his word, pursuing what he is saying through us and you wanting us to do, we can hopefully discern to attain our righteous goals. And the goal is really for us, as I spoke to you earlier, in everything in life, we should be searching for what can bring us fulfillment and real joy. Real joy. If there's a decision in your life that you are, t- you are making that doesn't result in that, we should really be looking at the steps and the decisions that we're making. Because God wants us to live a life fulfilled. God wants us to live a life of joy. Don't settle for the pain and the hurt constantly. That's not God. He wants you to live a fulfilled life and have joy in every season, in every situation. I believe that today. And so we must remember that through God, His wisdom, searching his, for His godly wisdom, we can attain our righteous goals, that we can have full and everlasting joy. So you can use this illustration for many things in your life. Like if we're making a wise decision, let's say, for example, I want to go surfing, church, okay? I love going surfing. Now, in the stage of my life I'm in right now, going surfing is, a, is a quite a large cost to it, okay? I have two children under three. I've got a wife. I've got a house to live in. We've got work. We've got responsibility. For me to want to go surfing and to have a wise decision, a couple of these things have to be in line, okay? So for example, let's say I know the surf is going to be pumping Kyle, okay? The surf's going to be really good and Paul. But I'm really keen. I haven't surfed in like a month and my board, the wax is starting to get real dry. I really want to get out there. But it's 11 o'clock at night the day before (laughs) and I'm about to ask my wife. (laughs) It might bring me joy for a moment. (laughs) That's surf. But really, that's not a wise choice. Am I right, church? Am I right? Let's say you want to go climb a, a mountain. Now, I know some of you in the room love to climb mountains and things like that, okay? I personally, I enjoy it, but I'd rather go lay on the beach. But Let's say you've, been, you've climbed that mountain before. You're definitely fit enough. <laughs> but there's a storm on the way. That's probably not the wisest choice to go climb that mountain that day. Do you understand what I'm saying with these illustrations, church? Is that these are actually very practical in our lives that help us decide a wise choice. You know, God doesn't want you to make dumb mistakes. Do you know that? He actually does not want you to make dumb mistakes. God doesn't want you to hit dead ends. If we sang that song, God, you are good, yet we believe that God wants us to have these full stops, to have these moments of dumbness and bad decisions and failure all the time, 
I think we're starting to get off track there. Okay? We know, yes, God's will. He has a direction. We follow God's will. But you know what? God is good. Do you believe that? He is good. He doesn't want you to make mistakes all the time. God actually wants you to succeed in your life. He wants you to be wise, to have a future, as we saw there in Proverbs, to have hope for you and for your hope. God wants to encourage you, church. How is he going to have people that want, hey, come to church, come to Highway Gilston. My God is so good. But you look at your life and everything's falling apart. Come on, come to church. God is so good. He is full of love. Yet all you can see on that person is pain and hurt and frustration and failure. God does not want that for your life. He wants you to walk wisely. He wants you to make godly decisions. He doesn't want you to have failure after failure after failure after failure. He wants you to see those doors opened. He wants opportunity and fruitfulness to happen in your life. We are His reflection here on earth, church. To every single person, every moment, every room you are in, people see Jesus through you. He wants you to look the best. He wants you to walk with good fruit. He wants your life to look fulfilled. He wants you to walk with a a posture of joy. Church, we are His reflection here, now, today. He wants a future and a hope for you and a hope that won't be cut off. There is power and wisdom, church. It's the foundation of your future. Proverbs 3, chapter 13. Blessed are those who find wisdom. Those who gain understanding, blessed are those. We can be blessed if we pursue godly wisdom. So how can we grow in wisdom? How? How, Caleb, can I practically grow in my walk daily to grow in wisdom? Have you ever met someone who's just naturally wise? I have. (laughs) Arthur just pointed to Jen. I like that. I like that. You're a good man. That is a wise decision. Very good. Very good. (laughs) There's some people that just have a natural inclination to make wise decisions. Maybe they don't suffer from the high highs or the low lows. Maybe they are just middle of the ground. They don't rush. They take things easy. They really determine, they really step back and view the whole scenario before they take the leap. Some people are like that. Some people are just born with a, with a certain amount of wisdom. And some people in this room, you may feel like, that is not me. I'm just gung-ho, dive into every situation, all emotion, all feeling, let's go. This Good idea, yep, I'm coming, yep. Right? Some of you in this room may be like that. I'm not pointing any fingers at anyone in the room. Okay? (laughs) But even if you think you're not wise, God wants to increase your wisdom every day. Doesn't matter if you feel like you run on emotion, God wants to transform you. He came to restore the world, church. That's fundamental. He came to restore, not to see it fall apart. He came to restore your life to see your life be restored. 
Church, he wants to pour out his wisdom upon you. And there's practical ways that we can grow in it. Wisdom is given and it is taught. Both. It is given freely and you can pursue and grow in it. So a couple of things. Wisdom is given. Number one, we can ask God. James 1.5 says this, If any of you lacks wisdom, you should ask God who gives generously to all without finding fault and it will be given to you. Pray to God and ask for it, church. If you need more wisdom in your life, if you need to make better decisions, pray for it. Ask God for it. Step out. Have faith to pray for more wisdom. We are His image bearers, church, as I said before. People look to the way we lead our lives. He needs us to be wise. He does. So ask. Ask for a fresh pouring of wisdom in your life. Number two, the Holy Spirit. (laughs) It is given to you. The Holy Spirit is waiting. Holy Spirit wants to fill you. When you've invited the Holy Spirit into your life, there you go. You've got it now. That gift is upon you, whether you like it or not. It's up to you to now to, God, you've given it to me, I'm stepping into that. It is a gift that is given to you of wisdom. It says in 1 Corinthians 12, 8, to one there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. Wisdom is given. It is a gift. We may have a portion of godly wisdom naturally upon our lives. Maybe you're one of those people that I said before that naturally walks in wisdom, but God wants to fill you with more. Always. He is a God of more. Always. He wants to fill you with more Wisdom. There is an extra portion of wisdom that comes through the Holy Spirit Church. Pray for it. Step into it. Number three, taught. Wisdom can be taught. (laughs) One of the wisest people to ever walk, well, the wisest person to ever walk on this planet was Solomon. Well, Solomon was until Jesus came along, right? God in flesh. Fully God, fully man. Walked this planet. Walked on earth. (laughs) Matthew 7, 24. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who builds his house on the rock. You can learn and grow in wisdom through Jesus' example following his word, looking at the way he lived his life, we can follow Jesus and learn from him. Oh, the revelation, the understanding that comes when we search out to follow Christ, not just in wisdom in every area, but church, it is so important. I want to reflect Christ. That is our greatest calling, church for us to reflect him. He wants you to be wise. And we can learn from his example. Number four, we can learn from the word. Psalm 19 verse seven says this, the law of the Lord is perfect and preserves one's life. The rules set down by the Lord are 
reliable and impart wisdom to the inexperienced. The law of the Lord. (laughs) That's all the Bible, by the way. (laughs) That's not just the New Testament. The all the Bible. God wants to fill us with more wisdom, and one way we can do that is reading his word. Sometimes, church, as Pentecostals, we can get so excited about the relationship with Jesus. It's what it's about. Don't worry about that religion stuff. Stay away from, this isn't a religious place. where We've got drums, we've got lights, we've got air conditioning, we've got good coffee, as Josh said before, right? Come experience God, encounter God. Yes, it's a relationship. I love it. Coming from a time where it was turn and burn and this and that and that kind of thing. Yes, it's great for that time. But do you know what, church? Religious means religious lifestyle is not a bad thing. <laughs> Sometimes I think we, f- we go too far the other way. There is a reason why the church was religious. I'm not even 30 yet, okay? I'm in that group that doesn't want to be held by rules or constraints or anything, okay? Let me free, I want to dream. Right? Don't hold me back, I can do anything. I'm special, you know? That kind of group. <laughs> you guys know those ones? Like, my mum thinks I'm the, I'm the best person ever. So I listen to her and I'm gonna, you know, don't you tell me off. My mum thinks I'm special, all right? I'm part of that group, okay? yet you can fall so far to one side that you lose the power of being religious there's a reason why we have the written word of God there's a reason why we can put routine into life because when you read God's word you grow when you worship God you grow When you pray, you grow. When you surrender, you grow. When you attend church, you grow. There is power in living a religious lifestyle. Don't believe me? Ask anyone who does CrossFit. Ask anyone who attends a gym. They go every day. They go every night. They follow their PBs. They see themselves growing. Do you think our world wants a religious lifestyle and goes, why you can't say that, Caleb? (laughs) Gyms are exploding. I feel like I see CrossFit every day. Why are the Nippers Clubs here packed every Sunday? People love to see themselves moving forward in life. They like to grow. Constraint actually makes people feel safe. Reading your Bible every day isn't a bad thing, church. (laughs) It's actually good for you and will actually bring you fulfillment. Even if you fall asleep like me after reading for half an hour, still do it. There's audio books. There's TV shows on it. There's everything. Some religious practice in our life will actually not go astray. So church... As much as, I don't know, let's say let's live a life of rules. Does that sound better than religiousness? Probably not. Religiosity? Discipline? That's right. Come on, church. It's good for you. It's good for me. Let's put some discipline in our life to grow, to see joy and fulfillment come to pass. That's wisdom. 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15 says this, 
and how from infancy you have known the holy scriptures, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ. Church, read God's word. Fall in love with it. Revelation, oh, how good is that feeling when you read and you catch that revelation and you get inspired and you get encouraged. That can happen. Young person, if you've never got into reading your Bible, just start. You don't have to read it every day. Give yourself some room, some grace. Just start, fall in love with words, the words of God. Oh, it's poetry. It's story. It's power. It's incredible. Number five, eternity. This is a good one. Psalm 90 verse 12 says this, so teach us to consider our morality so that we might live wisely. (laughs) Knowing there's an end helps you live wisely. In this life, we know there is a point where we will pass on and we know there is eternity coming. Understanding that we are not in this form right now forever, right now, actually helps us live wisely. Constant awareness that this life will end. It makes us put weight, puts value on our decisions. It makes us really think about, is this where, God, you want me to go? God, I have the knowledge, I have the insight, I have the resolve. Is this going to bring me fulfillment? Knowing that there is a point actually helps us live wiser. Is that good, church? Number six, the world. It's mistakes and his wonders. Proverbs 6, 6. I love the illustration in this word, the wording. Go to the ant, you sluggard. Consider its ways and be wise. It has no commander, no overseer or ruler, yet it stores its provisions in summer and gathers its food for the harvest. (laughs) What to do and what not to do. You can learn from just looking, from just seeing. God created this place we used to live in, everything we see. Remember, this is God's creation. God speaks to us through his creation. You can see through ungodly decision. You can see through wrong choices. You can see the way others lead their life and you can actually grow in wisdom by watching, by looking, See its mistakes, but see its wonders as well. Look around other people, every, everything, honestly. Look to the ants and see the wisdom. How amazing is that image that we can grow in our wisdom just from God's creation? Number seven, this is my last one. Walk with the wise. Proverbs thirteen twenty says this. The one who associates with the wise grows wise, but... A companion of fools suffers harm. Surround yourself with godly people, church. Surround yourself with the wise. Walk with the wise. From every generation, here at Highway, we believe that it's important that every generation has an opportunity to be around a community of wise people. From our children who are meeting right up there, who have leaders who are investing time and effort into them, 
through our youth ministry that have youth leaders that are teaching them how to make good choices and wise decisions. Young adults who have connect groups where people can pull apart God's word and understand more about who he is. Throughout our church, coming to a Sunday, standing with our people, listening to Pastor David and Claire and Pastor Byron and Ann and all of our amazing people. There's people in our church, guys, who are full of wisdom. Do not diminish the power of walking with wise people. Surround yourself with wise people in your life. Be deliberate about it. Be intentional. Church, if you gather around wise people, you will in turn become wise. Young person in the room, don't just hang around young people. I've learned this in my life. Step out of your comfort zone and go to someone who is older and wiser than you. In this room today, there is a wealth of knowledge people who have pastored for years upon years, people who have gone through struggle, who have lived and done these businesses and done this stuff, and yet some young people just want to look on the internet and stay in their little group and go, oh, I'm just struggling with this next stage of life. Go and talk to someone who is wiser than you. Surround yourself with someone who has walked the journey before. Can I encourage you? Don't hold back in that. Church, we are here right now. We are in the room, as I said earlier. Even being here helps you grow in wisdom. Please know, <laughs> David and Claire are my parents, and I'm just saying this from here, but they know when you're not here. Anybody who's done ministry before, as much as they're not sitting here counting and looking your names, they know. And one of the greatest encouragements before you even say a word is just by being here, being in the room. We were here and there was a wedding here yesterday. And this room was packed, every seat full, every seat. There is something powerful when we do not diminish gathering together. Iron, sharpening iron. Come on, church. We are here today. I'm so passionate about seeing this room filled. But I'm so passionate about seeing people grow in their godly wisdom as well. Not even just to see people sitting on seats, but see lives change. Do not diminish turning up. Surround yourself with wise people. There is power when we pursue godly wisdom. I conclude with this. Let's get wisdom. Pursue it. Ask God. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Follow Jesus' teachings. Read the Word. Consider eternity. Observe the world. And walk with the wise. For wisdom helps us achieve our intended righteous goal. For only God, the wisdom leads to everlasting fulfillment and joy. Come on, there is power in wisdom. Can we pray? Thank you, God. Lord, we thank you for your word. And Lord Jesus, I pray. Lord, as we step out of this building today, that we would be a people who are hungry to grow in your godly wisdom. That, Lord, we would not just be searching for a worldly wisdom, but, Lord, we would be pursuing your wisdom. And, Lord God, I pray, Lord, that you would fill us up with a fresh infilling of your wisdom from your Spirit. Lord God, I pray that when we step out of this room today, Lord, as we walk through our week, as we make those decisions at work, Lord, as we make those choices at university, Lord, as we step into that new season, Lord, I pray that we would be known and earmarked, Lord, as we are the wise. 
that people would come to us, Lord. Seeing the way we live, the decisions we make, and they would go, there's something about you that I just need to catch. How can I be as wise like you? So God, we thank you. Lord, that you want us to live with joy. Lord, to see us reach our righteous goals, Lord. To see fulfillment through our life. And Lord, that we would always put value on the power of wisdom. And church, like every Sunday, we don't want to give or go through every Sunday without missing an opportunity for someone who may not know Jesus. And every eye closed, every head bowed. If you are in this room and you don't know this Jesus I'm talking about, would you raise your hand? We want to give you an opportunity to ask some questions, to talk, to discuss, to pray with you, to help you. So if there is anyone in this room right now, quickly, if you raise your hand for me and I'll see it, we'll pray and we'll continue on our service. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Oh God, we honour you and we worship you. And we thank you that you are good. And Lord God, I pray as we step out this week, you would lead us, you would guide us. Lord, that we would follow your will. Your will would be done and we would see your kingdom come. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, church.